Praise the living God. I am excited that it is finally Easter. And we get to celebrate not only just an event, not only just something that some time ago just occurred and happened. And I believe that the resurrection of Jesus is truly great. And it is unhuman. Whether you fully believe this or not, you will agree with me. It's unhuman. It's not possible by any human logic that someone may rise from the dead. And I want to look at this event and to learn something from here. I want us to examine our walk with the Lord and specifically our faith in God. I want us to ask ourselves, where are we right now in our spiritual walk with the Lord? Where is my faith today? And I want to look at three passages, three different scenarios and to learn from that in the context of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we look into John chapter 20, where it speaks about the resurrection of Christ. And I want to read this passage from verse 3 to 10. So Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going toward the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooping to look in, he saw the linen clothes lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He came, he saw the linen clothes lying there, and the face cloth which had been on Jesus' head, not lined with the linen clothes, but folded up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. And when it is talking about the other disciple, it is talking about John. John, in humility, writing this letter, refers to himself as the disciple whom the Lord loved, without disclosing himself. And so this is a pretty self-explanatory passage. There's no need to interpret why or how John was running faster than Peter and got to the tomb. And I'm not going to look at the fact that they did go early in the morning to see the Lord. They could have slept in. They could have, have been lazy. But they decided to get up early and to go to the tomb. To go see how their Lord is doing. To see whether he's still there. And I want to look at specifically verses 8 and 9. We read, Then the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed, for as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. John came. Yes, Peter came first. I mean, John came first. He just looked in. Then Peter came and ran right into the tomb and saw this, and maybe he was confused, not understanding what has happened. But John then going in has said simply that he saw the clothes that they were nicely laid on the side. They were put to the side and he believed in the resurrection. And so according to this passage, we see that he did believe faster and more certainly than Peter. And this wasn't common because most people believed in Jesus' resurrection when they saw him. And when I'm talking about seeing him, I'm talking about when they saw him with their physical eyes. And so John did have a step higher in faith than maybe some other people. But we have to understand that this is not it. Yes, he had enough evidence to believe in the resurrection of Jesus. But despite that, it says here that they didn't understand his resurrection. 
My point here is that it is not enough to just know the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. There has to be more. We must understand it. We must comprehend it, not only with our minds, but with our hearts and proving it by our everyday life. We have to know how this event, how this resurrection of Jesus Christ relates personally to me. And so the first type, the level of faith that we see here in the context and in the event of the resurrection of Jesus is simply believing in the resurrection of Jesus, believing in the fact that he did rise from the dead. And so we may have gathered enough proof to believe in it, but we might not understand it. We don't live like we truly believe in the resurrection of Jesus. And so these people, they haven't seen Jesus, but they've seen the empty tomb. I like to see it as an almost their faith. This middle state. Faith that is producing no fruits for the kingdom of God. I would also call it as pointless faith. The same sort of faith that even the demons have. Because they even tremble and believe in God. That he exists. But they aren't obedient to God. They don't live according to the gospel. And if so... If someone would trace our everyday life, they wouldn't find a heart that loves the Lord. Someone who is constantly learning and drawing near to God. And so this state we see of John, yes, he sees the evidence. He sees the empty tomb. He does not see Jesus. He believes in the fact that Jesus did rise from the dead, but he doesn't understand it, how it relates to him personally. And so then he doesn't know how to live and act in his everyday life. And so if today I am in that state, I call us to repent. To make sure that we draw near to God and know what is expected of me. That we would know the resurrection of Christ and how it relates to us. Not just know by our mind, but with our hearts and by our lives. And so the second state is John chapter 20, verse 24 to verse 29. This is when Jesus, he appears to his disciples the first time without Thomas being there. And so then... The disciples leave, Jesus goes somewhere, and they come to Thomas. And it says that now Thomas, one of the twelve called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciple told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And so like I mentioned, Jesus appears to his disciples, Thomas not being there. Then the disciples Coming to Thomas and I expect them coming with their lie, with their eyes enlightened, with their hearts burning. Maybe they're in fear and trembling and uncertainty. Maybe they still have some doubt that this is really that Jesus, the same Jesus that was with them these three years, side by them, serving them, showing them a perfect example of what it means to live a godly life, a victorious life. But Thomas he continues in his unbelief because for him, faith meant is to see. And this is the other level of faith. And maybe someone might continue in disbelief today. 
They say, until I see, I won't believe. And we hear these claims all the time. Some people say, how can I be sure of something that I don't see? But we need to understand that that's not what faith is. In Hebrews 11, 1, it says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. We are able to have this conviction because we have this assurance. This assurance comes from the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit convicts us, then we receive this assurance of the hope. And we are able to have hope in what we do not see. And so we need to examine ourselves in to see what state we are at today, especially in regards to the resurrection and the life of Jesus. Maybe we don't really believe in it today and you're listening to this today and you're not a Christian, you're not a believer. We may think it's unnecessary, it's too complex to understand. Some might say we weren't even alive back then. How could we even know and claim such a thing? But I want us to refer for us to open up 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and read that chapter very, very carefully and to note things there. Apostle Paul goes and talks about three very clear evidences for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But if we are living a life not believing in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, then our life is pointless without any goals. And yes, we might even go to church, but if we haven't experienced the forgiveness and salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ, it is all pointless. And if that's where I am today, I call us to repent, to come to God in humility and ask Him to reveal Himself to us, to open our eyes. And so when God opens our eyes to the truth and we experience His love, then we will experience and learn about the resurrection of Christ. When we also dig deep into the scriptures, when we allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us through the scriptures without our own presumptions, without our own maybe stance on it. We put our own thoughts, our own beliefs, everything that we already have before, lay it aside. Even what other people tell us, leave that aside and solemnly focus on the word of God and what the word of God is telling us today. And then when we do this, it will move us towards serving God with a bigger zeal and also to testify to those around us in regards to God's salvation. And so we see here is the no faith, the complete brokenness, the hopelessness, the faithlessness is I need to see before I believe, but I call us to repent, to look over our lives, that there is enough evidence that Jesus rose from the dead, that he is alive and that our approach to God needs to change. We need to humble ourselves unto the submission and to, and to the will of God and to the authority and lordship of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this third state, John chapter 20, verse 29, I already read it, but I want to read it once more. Jesus said to him, to Thomas, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. This is the full amount of faith. This is, this are those like me and you, if you're listening to this, who have not seen the empty tomb, who have not seen Jesus, but yet believe. And we don't just believe, but we live it out in our daily life. It is complete faith. Faith that has fruit, that has proof, that is proven by the action of it. And so this may seem like the most contradictory one. Because how, how is this that we believe and live it out even though we haven't seen the tomb nor Jesus in person? But yet we have met him personally when he has touched our hearts and changed them. And so this should be the goal of every Christian. This should be the goal of every person alive. 
is to get to a point where they fully believe in the work that Christ has accomplished, that has fulfilled. And when his work on the cross does its work in our hearts, when this resurrected Jesus lives in our lives, that's our aim of life. That should be our goal. And the very last thing I want to mention is that when we know the resurrection of Jesus, that it is real, that there is power in it, we, it also gives us assurance of life after we're able to cling unto something that is stable, that is unwavering, something that is firm. And so no matter what happens in our life, no matter what comes our way, I know that my God is alive, that he is resurrected. And so I don't serve someone who is possibly alive, who is even um, dead or who died on the cross and never rose again, but I live a living God. Someone who sees me, hears me, who has my life in his control and who has a will and plan for my life. So I want to examine ourselves where are we at maybe we have seen the evidence maybe we simply believe in the fact of the resurrection of jesus christ and we stop there we don't live it out we're not interested nothing drives us maybe we have no faith at all and we live our lives the way we want to and we don't even want to think about these things i call us to repent to consider our ways and to look deep inside ourselves to ask god to reveal himself to us and maybe, and I hope that we are all at this state where we fully believe, we have this complete full faith, where we have not even seen Jesus in person or the tomb. Maybe we don't know all the evidences, but simply because it is said in Scripture, simply because we have experienced it in our lives, we believe and we continue to go forward. And we continue to live out the gospel in our lives, testifying to others also about the resurrection of Jesus, the power of the cross. Let that be let that define our lives, the power of his resurrection and the cross of his. God bless you and hope to see you in the next video where we will disclose simple, practical applications in regards to the resurrection of Jesus Christ.